You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's OBEHAVE with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rintin, Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the O Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. There's a white cat, simply known as Simon's Cat, who has fascinated and amused millions of us all over the globe by his antics and attitude. Well, let's make that attitude. And we are very fortunate today to have his official spokes cat here. Yes, behind every great animated book cat is a great person. Now, I've piqued your feline curiosity enough, folks. Please give pause and applause to the creator of Simon's Cat, the award-winning cartoonist and animator, Simon Tofield. Hey, welcome to the show, Simon. Hello, thank you. Thank you for having me. And Simon's here, folks, because he wants to discuss what life is really like being surrounded by four inspirational muse. Now, I did say muse, not muses, and he's going to unveil the latest book in the Simon's Cat series. This one is aptly called Simon's Cat Off to the Vet and Other Catastrophes. We're going to learn more about what Simon is doing, Simon's cat, the hedgehog, the dog, the bird, and all the other cool characters after we take this quick commercial break. So all you feline fans, just sit, groom, purr. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. All behave. We'll be right back. Molly, here's your dinner. Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I am delighted to have, as our special guest, a very talented guy. We're talking about an icon in feline books and film, the creator of Simon's Cat, the one, the only, Simon Tofield. Simon, I'm so glad you could be on our show. 
Well, thank you for having me. It's a great honor. Oh, the honor is all mine. So <laughs> we can tell that by your voice that you're not living in Paducah, Kentucky, are you? No, no. I, I come from uh, Bedfordshire in, uh, in England. That must be your favorite soccer team there, right? Um, no, I'm not, I'm not really into, I'm not really into uh, soccer, I'm afraid. I'm more into nature and drawing, as you, as you can probably imagine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you started off into uh, wildlife. Something I read said you got something as a little child and yeah. a bunch of wildlife. Tell us that little tale. It started with some kind of water, right? Yeah, when I was young, my, my uncle brought me a, a plastic pond. And uh, I put it into the garden and dug a big hole and put this pond in and it, it filled with uh, frogs and newts and uh, big water beetles and stuff. And, and uh, my mum could always tell I was in the garden because she could see my little feet sticking out from behind this hedge. I was always laying down with my face peering into the water and looking at all the little creepy crawlies in, in, you know, at the bottom of the pond. So I was fascinated with, uh, with nature from, from a very, very early age. And that was before I even discovered cats, really. That was a very, very young age. I think there was a particular cat in your childhood. I know we all have these cats that just make a mark in our hearts, but tell us a little bit about your cat. My very first cat was a very shy, timid farm cat called Shelley. And she was a tortoise shell, so hence Shelley is a name. I thought that was very clever when I was nine. And she didn't get much human interaction for the first sort of five weeks when she was a tiny kitten. So she always had that slight skittiness to her. She was always a little bit wary of people. But she was the first cat I ever had. And from then on, I was just about, I had sort of a love affair with cats. I thought they were great. And here I am today, and it's, I still have cats to this very day. So that was my very first cat, Shelley. Yeah, she was, like most tortoise shells, she had a real character to her. Now, do you still have your furry fab four, Jess, Maisie, Hugh, and Teddy? Well, unfortunately, I'm afraid Hugh passed away last week. Oh, so, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I know. Well, you know, that's, that's the kind of, that's the deal you make when you take on pets, isn't it, really? That you know that um, although they give you so much love and, uh, and joy, you know there's going to be one day where, where you have to say goodbye. And uh, I'm afraid, yeah, Hugh, uh, he was 10, so he had uh, 10 good years. He's a lovely cat as well. And um, he was really the influence behind uh, Simon's cat when he was a tiny kitten. It was him that climbed all over me and uh, that I turned into that first film, Katmandu. So he, he was a real, sort of quite a special cat for Simon's cat. And all, all my other cats do, they do um, lend their inspiration to me. It was, it was really Hugh that was the, the founding star, if you like. When you say climb over, I'm laughing because I have an orange tabby named Casey now. And I saw your animated film about Simon's cat and pizza. And I'm oh, yeah. thinking, oh, no, that looks just like Casey doing the same thing. And so yeah. because this is a listening audience and we are going to be able to usher people to your site to see these amazing animated films, give us the little take on uh, the pizza video. Well, the pizza video, again, I, I try to keep my videos as much based on real, real life events as I can. because, I, And I think that's part of the joy that people get out of it is they can say, like you just said, you know, I can see my own pet in that animation. And whenever I got pizza, two of my cats, basically Teddy, who was the youngest, and Hugh, the, the main inspiration, went crazy for the pizza dough. And uh, they would be all around me, just like in, in the uh, film, running up and down the sofa behind me, trying to sort of snatch a little bit of bread or, or dough. And then there's the ham that's on top. They used to love that. I mean, I wouldn't recommend giving any sort of fast food to, to animals, but sometimes they just, 
you just can't, they just want to snatch it and run, so you can't really stop them. But then right. it, it, didn't, it didn't stop there, it was, you know, when the box was empty, they, well, they wanted to get inside the box and sniff around, so I tried to put all these little elements into the film. Well, it, the um, box is a toy. Gosh, you know, people spend yeah. a lot of money on pet toys. And here you have a nice, scented, like pepperoni pizza box. Yeah. And yeah. that's like probably the best toy for your two cats, Teddy and the late, great Hugh. Yeah, and it's got little, um, little bits of cheese in there as well, which is always a bonus. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> now, let's give a little 411 on Maisie and Jess so we don't get them all angry at us for not mentioning your other inspirational felines. I mean, I love Jess a bit. Jess is the oldest. She's 15 now. She's another uh, tortoise shell, and she lived up to her name as being uh, a sort of naughty tortoise. She's always having the, the film Crazy Time, it was based on Jess, where they suddenly have that crazy half hour and they run around uh, all over the sofa and climb the curtains and you know, wreck the house. That's very much Jess, partly because she doesn't really go outside. She's very much a house cat on her own kind of decisions. She just she prefers to stay inside. But she's a lovely, lovely old cat now and, and very much a lap cat. She follows me all over the house. Um, but she does tend to whine now, which is gets, can be a kind of uh, a little bit much because she's always whining for, a, for me to sit down so she can get on my lap. So um. She might have a little bit of, you know, she's getting up there and she wants to make sure you're around. So that's kind of yeah. a, a cat compliment, I guess, Simon. Yeah, she does worry. I think she frets a lot. <laughs> and uh, when, I, when I get home, she's all over me. She, you know, she waits for me to get home. Then uh, there's Big Maisie, and she's a gorgeous cat. She's a great big uh, moggy, uh, which is like a, like an alley cat, I suppose. Over here, we call them moggies. And she's a sort of uh, grey and white tabby, and she's ginormous, and she really is big. I didn't When I got her as a little rescue kitten, I didn't think she was going to be as big, but she just kept growing and growing and growing, and she's <laughs> the, the biggest cat I've ever had. She's even, she's even bigger than the boys, the two boys. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, so she, and she's an absolute love, but she, um, again, she's a rescue cat. I think she had a, quite a rough time when she, when she was a tiny kitten. So she's, she'll come and get affection very much on her terms. So you, you can't really fuss her too much because she gets a bit growly, but she does like a little fuss. But she's an absolute gorgeous cat as well. Um, I think I would like to come back as a cat in your life because I have a feeling you have spoiled them in a very good way. I mean, your inspiration's true. They have to earn their kibble. But seriously, life in Simon Tofield's house as a cat, I don't know if there's anything better than that. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> Let's talk about this book because, you know, you do a lot of books and then you have the animated films. One of the most favorite places for any feline, whether you live in Manchester in England, like Simon does, or Dallas, Texas, is going to the veterinarian. That's just something top on their list, right, Simon? Yeah, well, it was always a film that I've been kind of waiting to do, really, and a kind of a book. A lot of people, a lot of the, um, fans write in and they would say, when are you going to do a Simon's Cat Goes to the Vet? So <laughs> I knew it was going to be a big thing, and so I've been kind of keeping it back and sort of hanging on to it a little bit and waiting for the doctor for the right time. And we released a, a, a sort of a longer film this year, Off to the Vet, and this book kind of accompanies it, but it's also got its own whole new narrative and all the sort of jokes I couldn't put into the film I put into the book and made it a real a real kind of vet vet based book. So yeah, it's it's just that time of year when you know that couple of times a year when you have to take the, the cat to the vet. It's, it's a dreadful time for the owner as well because you kind of, I know I get very stressed and very protective of my animals, especially when they're when they're in the boxes and the uh 
you know, there's a dog or something in, in the in the vets. I get very, they're almost like my children. I get very kind of protective and worry. And it's quite, it's a stressful time for everybody. I think the pets and the owners. And do you take all three of them now at the same time or one at a time when you need to get a regular wellness visit or their annual checkup? Yeah, no, I take them one at a time. I think because, okay. uh, well, three <laughs> would be three now. But, um, yeah, I think that might be a little bit much. So, um, and I have done it. <laughs> it's, uh, I think it's easy to just go one at a time. So of the ones, which one is, would you say, gets a, a gold star for being uh, most calm while being examined? I think that'd be the youngest cat, Teddy. Oh, okay. Um, he, yeah, he's the one that the kitten is based on. He's, but he's actually, in real life, he's a, a long-haired black cat. And he's, he's so sort of calm and chilled and, you know, he's very easy to purr. He's very calm. So when you take him along to the vet, he just very, very much sees it as like a day out and he gets a fuss and gets sort of stroked in the head and he starts to purr. And um, he's the most calm, I think. And how old is Teddy now? Goodness, Teddy must be about four or five, maybe four, four years old. Wow. Yeah. Now, in the book, so the book's coming out in October, and you've got the film. What number book is this for you now, if you're keeping tabs? Oh, uh, well, it's sixth book, the sixth book I've done. I have to think about that. I know. Isn't that cool? I've written a number of books myself, and sometimes you get to the point where you lose count, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've done some sort of smaller books as well, so I don't know if they count or not. I suppose they do. So, uh, hey, yeah. if your byline's on it, I say it counts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But when we come back, I really want to talk to you, Simon, a little bit about how you do your animation because people are always fascinated. You're like the Walt Disney for cat films, I believe, and we're going to find out more about the magic behind Simon's cat right after we take this quick commercial break. So. Sit, purr, go play with a catnip toy with your cat. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. All behave, we'll be right back. Calling all pet product manufacturers and pet experts. Let the public relations and marketing professionals at Whitegate PR get you featured in the news. I'm Dana Humphrey at Whitegate PR, and we have been specializing in pet product PR for over 10 years and can get your brand featured in the media from TV to radio to print to blogs. You can find out more at www.whitegatepr.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, this is Jen Davis, the creator of Garfield, urging you to listen to the O Behave Show with Arden Moore on Pet Life Radio. Oh, yeah? We'll see about that. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to O Behave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We have in the house Simon Tofield, the creator of Simon's Cats. Yes, the books, the films. And Simon, I'm very grateful and uh, happy that you could be a guest on our show. You know, there's some people that can do great animations. There's some people that can do great drawings. You put them all together. So what is something that you like for being able to do a book as well as these Simon's Cats films. I mean, you, you do it all. Yeah. Well, I've always drawn cartoons since I was a little boy. So I've drawn sort of still cartoons, illustrations for many years. And when I got to a certain age and went to college, 
I found out about this, uh, the, the wonderful world of animation. So I started to sort of get interested in doing animation. And all my skills I'd built up as a tiny boy, drawing constantly, just helped me create my own style and, um, and become an animator. And I had a natural sense of timing, which was very handy. But also my love of animals and my observation in, in pets, you know, led me here to, you know, to Simon's Cat. All those well, years you, of you watching did, animals. You did flip books, right? You were doing flip yeah. books as a child. So that's that was kind of a neat little skill that you yeah, learned. Yeah, well, well, I used to get big pads of paper and then put an elastic band around the top and then uh, do a little tiny doodle at the back and then put the next page down, do the next drawing and so on. And then I used to flick them, and of course it was a very primitive type of sort of animation. And wow. um, when I got to college, I got these flip books out, and I put them under a Rostrum camera and filmed them, and they kind of worked. And so from there, I, I did more and more flip books and, and grew up my own style of animation. I actually animate a little bit differently from most animators. I do what's called straight-ahead animation, which is basically like the flip book. I, I do one drawing, and I do the next, and then the next, and the next. A lot of uh, professional animators, they do what's known as key animation or pose to pose where you do one pose and then another pose later on and then in between and in between that and so you Wow. So I, I animate slightly differently to most people, but that's just, just how I taught myself in the early days. Well when you're doing it, just to give people an idea and I want to make sure this stat is correct, you have to make what, draw one to two dozen drawings to create one second of a Simon's cat film. Is that correct? Yeah, roughly about 12 drawings, or if there's if it's faster action, then I put some drawings on single frames, which means there could be even more, more than 12, yeah. So you're looking at each one of these. How do you make each one a little bit different? Well, I mean, that's, I think that's the magic of animation. It's, um, I think that's what comes naturally to some people, just having an eye for movement. And uh, for me, like I say, because I've watched animals, so to watch my cats and things, I have a natural... Sort of ability to know how they move and how the cat's tail would move. It was angry or pleased, and so I've just put that into my work. And millions of people recognise that, and it makes it appealing to them. And uh, yeah. So when we go to simonscat.com and we're looking on your YouTube channel and we see all these wonderful animated films, for the one that you just did, off to the vet. How long is yeah. that film, and how many drawings do you think you did for that? Wow. I can't count that high. Oh, well, the author of that film is um, about 12 minutes long. It's much longer than our usual sort of YouTube films, which are r- roughly sort of about one and a half to two minutes long. So right. it's, a, it's a very big film. I took a slight step back and didn't actually animate that much because I was directing it, so I couldn't obviously do everything. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, lot of work gone into that, and also the, the colouring and the shading, and, yeah, it was quite, quite a feat. Well, now, why did you make Simon's cat white? Just plain white. I mean, you've got Little Bub out there, you got Garfield, you got these colourful cat characters. What was it that said to you, I need to just keep this as a white cat? Well, it, it came, funnily enough, because it, it was always black and white, very simple, without any colour. I was asked to do a comic strip for a newspaper and I thought, well, it needs to have a little bit of colour in it to make it stand off the page because on the page there was always wonderful other coloured comic strips. So I needed some very subtle colour there. And then I realised that actually if I kept the cat white, he would really shine out, he'd really glow on the page and really kind of jump out of the background so you'd never lose him. Oh. And so, that, so really it was a kind of a colour, you know, to, to make him, you know, white actually became his colour because it was such an obvious thing to do, it was keeping white so he, so he never got lost in the colour background. 
and uh, and so that's kind of why in real life he was actually jet black. He was a big black tom. So uh, oh wow, yeah. So it was really a sort of uh, an artistic thing, really. You did well, and not only do you draw, but I know you're having a little bit of a cold today. But don't yeah. you do all the the sounds except for the bird in your films? I even did the bird in in the big film. Actually, I'm oh. quite proud of that moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, I got there in the end. Well, I was quite pleased with the Robin in Snow Business, because that wasn't actual Robin, so I was really pleased with that. But in the big film, I managed to do a few sort of high-pitched whistles. And we tweak them slightly, so we, we managed to sort of um, pull them up and up with the gadgets you've got now and the big sound decks, so we can tweak the sound slightly. Right. So we did a- well, you got the hedgehog, the garden gnome, the bunny, the kitten, the frog, the squirrel, and, and even Simon's sister's dog. I can't believe there's two possessive terms in front of the DOG, but you playfully have them named such for what reason? I love it. <laughs> yeah, well, Simon's sister's dog is actually my sister's dog called Oscar. Okay. He was such a wonderful character that um, I had to put him into the, the cartoons as well. And he was, it was nice to get some sort of dog comedy in there as well, which is nice. Speaking of that, what would tickle most cats? What do you think, from a cat's perspective, what's their sense of humor? How's that different than us? Well, that's a tricky one. I've got a kind of, well, I've kind of done Simon's cat, so he's a little bit mischievous. And I think cats can be a little bit, I don't know, I wouldn't say spiteful, but they kind of, there's like meanness to them. Like they're always pouncing on their friends and, and uh, they're like a good sort of game, you know, like a good sort of little fight and things between them. So um, one of the things that Simon's cat enjoys to do is to stick leaves on the hedgehog. <laughs> yeah. And, play, and play tricks on the hedgehog. So he's kind of mischievous, really. He's not really, he's not like evil. He's just a little bit naughty and kind of and, and enjoys that, that the hedgehog's being a little bit sort of put out a little bit. He enjoys that. So, yeah, a bit kind of, a bit naughty, I think, is Simon's cat's sense of humour. <laughs> And we were talking about your ability to make different sounds. Can you give us a couple of sounds from one of your films and introduce, you want to do one of the cat sounds or hedgehog? I know you, you're very proud of the bird now. <laughs> well, well, the cat, um, he has a couple of sounds. The cat, he's obviously got the... Sort of, uh, you have to forgive my cold today. I'm not, I'm not in, in uh, perfect condition. But um, yeah, he's kind of a, that's his normal kind of noise. But when he's really happy or excited... He can go like a little chirp, like a little purr, and uh, I get that from Teddy, the, the, who's I think probably got a little bit of Maine Coon in him, so he likes to sort of chirp and, and sort of purr a lot. So yeah, so that that's the basic noises of the cat, really, kind of a little meow and a, and a chirp. I'm laughing because my orange tabby Casey's on the bed next to me, and he heard you, and his ears perked up. Yeah. He's looking yeah, for the cat. No, Casey, he's not really here. There you go. Oh, there you go. Was that the bird? Uh, yeah. No, I need to practice on that. Well, that was better than I could do. But yeah. you got the chirp purr down pat, which is quite hard to do. And I don't know if you know this, but do you know that cats are the only species who can purr while they inhale and exhale? I shouldn't say that, no. So try purring, inhaling, and exhale. I'll, I'll give you a million pounds if you can do that. <coughs> If you can, I'm going to be broke forever. No, I can't. I can only, I can only breathe out and do it. Shoo! All my millions are safe. Oh, gosh. I was really worried. 
Hey, everybody. We're speaking with Simon Tofield. He is, of course, the creator of Simon's Cat. And there is a new Simon book you've got to get your paws on. It is called Simon's Cat, Off to the Vet and Other Catastrophes. And it's coming out this month, October. I want you to please dash over to simonscat.com. Check out the films that this genius has created. And what would you think your life would have been like if you didn't have cats? in your life. I have a feeling cats have really made you who you are today. You're a decent guy. Yeah, I think they've helped. I mean, I know in England that people say that black cats are very unlucky. They see them as like witches for millions and all this sort of old superstitious nonsense. But for me, black cats have been nothing but good luck. So, yeah, they've been certainly changed my life. And do you live in a flat, or do they have a lot of kitty toys? I'm just trying to imagine if I was a cat in your home, what's something that I just would love doing? Well, I've moved house about a year ago, and um, I've got a, a sort of a, a large garden now. So they're, they're all so happy. They're so much happy with this big garden. And it's a real haven for, for wildlife, and, and actually they love the long grass. And, uh, yeah, but, but saying that, I mean, a year ago I had a little boy, so uh, everything's gone, gone sort of turned upside down for, for a cat right. in the house because, because now there's a, a baby toddling around. Oh. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's changed a few things, but it's all, it's all funny to watch. Today I, I uh, taught James how to feed the cats. He gave them their food bowls, which really broke the ice because they've always oh, been a nice. little bit wary of him, but now, now they, they see him as, as kind of on their side. So that was a really nice moment. How old is James yeah. now? He's 18 months now. Oh, well, congratulations. Well, I think in about a year there's going to be a new Simon's Cat book with toddlers. Oh, yeah, for sure, definitely. With the way they interact is brilliant. You know, and Teddy, the youngest one, He's so tolerant of, uh, of James, it's, it's great. And they actually play together in the garden. Where Teddy would run around and hide and then jump out and then run away hide <laughs> again. And, uh, you know, a proper cat game. So, uh, yes, there's going to be loads, loads of new material there for sure. Well, we look forward to it, and we thank you very much for being a guest on our show, Simon. We are, of course, speaking of Simon Tofield, the creator of Simon's Cat, the new book you got to get, folks, Simon's Cat, Off to the Vet and Other Catastrophes. Go to simonscat.com. You're going to find out a lot more information. I wish I could come over there and give you some hot tea with lemon and make your throat feel better. But it's just one of those things. It's just, you know, my little boy got his lurgy, and then, of course, I, you know you're going to get it a few days later, and, of course, it happens. So. Of course it happens. But what a great gift. You have a nice young man, and he's got a yeah. pack of older siblings that purr. You can't beat that. That's great. Well, good luck with the book, but congratulations on James. Enjoy that experience of being a dad. Oh, I love it. Yeah, thank you. All right. And we're going to wrap this show up, everybody. We are, again, delighted to have Simon Tofield, the creator of Simon's Cat, on our show. I also want to do a special thank you to our producer, Mark Winter. He makes this show and every show in the Pet Life Radio Network hum every week. you got to check out PetLifeRadio.com. And until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two three and four leggers out there oh behave coast to coast and around the world it's all behave with arden moore find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in rin tin tinseltown from famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars you'll get great tail wagging pet tips and have a fur flying fun time all behave with america's pet edutainer arden moore 
every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com.